Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. Today, joining me on the show is Shauna Lee. She's an intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach. She's also the best-selling author of The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life, and the host of The Soul Frequency Show podcast. Shauna, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. How are you doing throughout this pandemic and quarantine and all of that good stuff? (laughs) Well, you know, the funniest thing is that I I work from home, you know, and so a lot of my life is spent at home. And my husband and I were joking. We're like, everyone's living our lifestyle now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's how it is for me too. I I perform a lot, but a lot of the things I do, I record at home or I do my podcast, my show at home. So I'm like, I'm a homebody. I'm 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 actually pretty cool right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny, but it is. I mean, it's a, it's a change for the yeah. world. I mean, we're going through a massive shift and change, and yes. it's interesting because with what I do, my my core of my work, um, it's been a very busy time. I think you know the fact that we're all kind of sitting at home makes us look at more things in our life yeah, and makes yeah. us evaluate our lives in different absolutely. ways and so absolutely so let's let's get into what you do how did you get into being kind of an intuitive healer and speaking about positivity and helping people manifest positivity in their lives how did you get involved in this um i for years was not doing anything like this i just had a career in real estate i was you know minding my own business trying to make a nest egg for myself and um and building a life and i didn't see much beyond that i mean Mm -hmm. it just kind of seemed like there were certain things that society told us we were supposed to do in life you know be a good citizen like make enough money that you can put a roof over your head right 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 and what really struck me is that I started to work in my career. I was financing large apartment buildings and strip centers, and I started to work with very wealthy people. And it, I just saw time after time that there was a lot of success, but there wasn't a lot of fulfillment and there Mm. wasn't a lot of happiness. And that really, to me, fulfillment should have gone with success, right? Right, If you have success in the world, you should feel ultimately fulfilled. And so that was one of the things that really started me thinking, well, if it isn't success that makes us fulfilled, what is it? And so as I started to grow my business, I started to realize that those two were not synonymous, and, um, and I started to feel less fulfilled, the more successful I got. And that was really confusing. And I decided at a certain point, I got pregnant with my son and I decided that I wanted to live a life that was something that he could look up to and something mm. that he could model and somehow seeing it through his eyes had me see my life differently. Yeah. And I wanted him to live free and I wanted him to be, you know, joyous and happy and fulfilled. And, and I said, if I want this for him, why don't I want this for myself? And that really started like a spiritual awakening really in my life. And I dismantled an entire life that I built and through my spiritual awakening, tapped into these intuitive gifts. And, you know, there's a lot of unraveling. There was a lot of coming apart, you know, a lot of what's going on right now in the world I Mm -hmm. was going through um, personally and everybody, no one else was going through it at the same time that I was in my world. And so that was challenging and, and terrifying and, and I really live, I, I've lived two totally separate lives. I mean, mm. my life now versus my life then is entirely different. And I realized that a lot of us, part of my intuitive gift was realizing that what I was going through, a lot of people are going to go through. So I was shown that in the future, there would be 
something similar to what we're going, what we're going through, which is like right. a mass awakening experience. And so right. that I was being given the tools at that time to be able to help people in the future. That is so beautiful. I love that. And I think it takes a lot to kind of realize what your greater purpose is. And you clearly had that moment, like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that's incredible. I want to go back to something that you said, because I I find this to be very, very true that the more success you have, the less fulfilled a lot of people do feel. And why do you think that is? Well, it's, we think success is, you know, we're, I'm going to say we are literally born and bred to think that success is the pinnacle, that mm-hmm. when you have success, it fixes all of your hurts, it fixes all your problems, it, right. so it's the great solver of everything, right. um, and really not, it's the great magnifier of everything, mm. so if we have wounds inside, success magnifies those wounds. If we have things that need to be addressed, it magnifies the need to address them. Yeah. And so that is the thing that nobody really counts on. And as they start to get more successful, everything, including their wounds and including all the things they haven't looked at, mm-hmm. starts to become more in their face and starts to become bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's really this idea of how it feels on the inside versus how it looks on the outside that is the crux with a lot of the people I work with versus like things may look really good to people looking from the outside yeah, and they don't feel good on the inside. Right. And how do we reconcile that? How mm-hmm. do we make it feel the same on the inside as it does on the outside? And it's really like, there's a big process with our ego that we have to go through yeah. to really yeah. live true to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And not just maintain what it looks like on the outside. Right. And I think that's also kind of an issue with where social media has led us today. You sure. know, you have the Instagram lives and the Facebook lives, but people are actually hurting. And I feel like I see that a lot. And so with the work that you do, I I, I commend you for really getting into this line of work because I think it is very much needed. So now that we're in this pandemic, how have you seen um, like a shift in people's energy and in a shift in how people are responding to it and how how has that helped your work and how has it hurt it? I think a really helpful perspective for people to acknowledge at this time is that there are many levels and layers to what's going on. So there's right. clearly on the very physical layer, a pandemic going on, but there are so many other things going on right now for people. One of which is that we are being squeezed just like an orange gets squeezed for orange juice, right? Right, right. And so whatever is in the orange comes out when it's squeezed. So whatever is within us that hasn't been resolved, that hasn't been looked at, that is sometimes multi-generational, you know, trauma and things that we are carrying in our mind-body system, right? because of the energetics of the planet right now, it is being squeezed. So our perceptions are being squeezed, our emotions, like when we're busy in life, the last thing we do is deal with our emotions. We're just mm-hmm. busy, right. right? We're running right. here, running there. And yeah, so it's how easy to mask it. It's easy to mask it. It, yeah. it is so easy to mask it. And so how intricately planned that all of us basically have to just sit. And for many people, unfortunately, they're not able to work or carry, carry on their regular life at this time. And so that causes that along with the energetics of the planet squeezing us is causing things to rise to the surface. And I think it's important to note that none of this is new stuff, Mm. right? This is not new emotion. This is not new. This is just stuff that's been buried, right? It's the shadow side of ourself that's being pulled to the surface for healing, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. that's the important part is that if we have the perspective of like, 
this isn't just happening because it's awful and horrible and I feel terrible. This is happening for my greater good. This is happening because we need to empty our vessels right. and our vehicles to get ready for the next level. And so that is, you know, a lot of what people come to me for, whether they realize it or not, you know, sometimes it's like, I want to talk about business or I want to talk about a personal relationship. And really what it comes down to is I'm holding a lot of stuff and I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to move through this and how to build something new on the other side. And so I'm kind of the hand that people hold mm-hmm. as we walk through the tunnel of transformation into the next section of our life, the next right. emotional, mental, creative potential that we are. Do you feel that some people view what you do kind of as a form of therapy? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I have a lot of people come to me who've been in therapy for years mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They, um, they haven't gotten a benefit from that or they feel like they're still stuck in something. Um, one of the things, I love therapy. I think anything that is going to have people talking about the real stuff in their life is, good. is just a positive thing, <laughs> Right, right. right. <laughs> like, we need to talk about the real deal. Um, what, where it differs is basically, I mean, I think, you know, therapists are... Um, are really looking to invoke you to ask the questions, invoke to you to share um, what's going on for you and to help you kind of see stuff. Yeah. I, because I have an intuitive gift, sometimes I'm seeing things that that other person isn't seeing mm-hmm. and I'm going to say them and I'm going right. to bring you into conscious awareness of the stuff that you're not seeing mm. and the stuff that's important for you to see to move forward. So the process can feel like it moves a little faster mm-hmm. because it's an active, it's not just the other person sharing what they're going through. I'm saying, look over here. You need to look at this. Mm-hmm. Let's bring this to the surface. You know what I mean? You feel this way, not because of even your life, but because of your mother's life or your grandmother's life yeah. or things that have happened down the line, right? Because sometimes we're carrying stuff that isn't even ours for sure and we're carrying it for other people you know so so I'm putting some pieces together puzzle pieces that people are not consciously aware of right that then spurs on a, a bigger transformation yeah them. and it, it probably like you said it probably spirals and there's just more and more pieces that are coming to light and I can imagine that's that is healing which is what you do you're an intuitive healer so I can that's probably just such a weight lifted off of everybody's shoulders when they come to those realizations and you're able to point it out for them yeah. And sometimes like even just saying, it's so amazing when I say to people, this isn't even yours mm-hmm. because sometimes we carry things that aren't ours, like they're ours and they are the biggest burden on our back. Oh, yes. And just in hearing somebody who can see say, this isn't even yours. You don't have to carry this. Right. Like their energy shifts immediately. Like, yeah. oh, I can put this down. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so the shifts happen quickly. Like when we're, when we're dealing with the quantum realm mm-hmm. and we're dealing with energetic shifts, like those happen in a heartbeat, like right. instantaneous, right. right? It's really getting at what are the reasons why we don't allow the instantaneous shift Yeah, that is yeah. where the work lies, right? Like what are we holding on to where mm-hmm. we won't allow the shift to happen so that we can get to the shift and it happens quickly? Right, for sure. So let's say somebody comes to you and they, they want to change their life and they, they want to get past, you know, pain. How do you start a process with some, with a new client? I start with going into their past. So I'm looking at just like, we're like computers in a way, like we have software that we run in the form Mm -hmm. of belief sets and perceptions about life and ourself and the world. And so we're going back and looking at what's the software we booted, right? Booted up. And what are we running so that we can, get consciously aware of it because most of the software we run we're not even 
consciously aware of. Mm -hmm. It's just our reality. It's just the way we see the world. Right. And we don't question it. And so when we go back and start to be conscious of what's the software we're running and why are we running it? Why do we make these choices? Why do we have these beliefs? Is it ours? Is it somebody else's? Like there's so much, it's like opening a secret treasure test of awareness <laughs> right, about right. yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so much that comes from it and there's so much um, in awareness, we start to shift the energy in and of itself before we mm -hmm. even start taking different actions. So mm -hmm. we go back and we just look at things. And what's amazing is when I ask people to start looking at stuff, then what happens is like they'll be in the shower or they'll be driving in their car and all of a sudden their consciousness will start pulling up the things they need to know. So mm. they'll start having memories or, or putting puzzle pieces together naturally because mm -hmm. It's like we've opened the door to healing. Therefore, when we invite in healing, healing starts to come. Right. And that's really kind of the, the magical part of the process. How has being an intuitive healer and getting into this work affected you being a mother? Because I know you said that having a son and wanting the best life for him, you realize that, why don't I want that for myself? So how has that, that all come together for you? Well, he's like my teacher. I love that. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm teaching him as much as he's teaching me. Um, I love that. He, yeah, he's a special little guy and he um he has love in his heart that I would say is not something I've ever experienced before like not just because I'm his mother but mm -hmm. he's really like a healer in the sense of of opening the heart space and so mm -hmm. for me like you know being a businesswoman for so much of my life like it's easy to go into your head it's easy to be you know very linear yeah and he just really has taught me the value in opening your heart and what's That's possible so and i great yeah i've used that with clients and um i've used it in my own life and so you know i would say that these kids are are different and they are they carry a different energy they know why they came here most yeah. of the kids um, some of them are bucking the system in a big way because they know the system's broken and it's all really wisdom. If mm -hmm. we can get down, look at them in the eye and connect um, and say, like I say to my son, I'm like, what does mommy need to know? Like, what do you know that I don't know that right, I need to know? Right, right. And let me tell you, like, there's been stuff that's blown my mind that's come out of his mouth. And so, you know, if we all did that as parents, I think that'd be super valuable. That's incredible. I love it. I just had a, a baby, four, I have a four-month-old. And yeah, she's just the light of my world. And I, it's really, really cool to see her grow. And I, I imagine, I just think kids are incredible. And I yeah. do think that we learn so much from them. So I'm excited to see as she grows, like what I'm going to learn from her and how it's going to change me. I mean, it's already changed me completely, but you know, in that sense, I love hearing that. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about manifestation because um, I think the concept of manifestation is really fascinating, but it is hard to fall into having a mindset that you can bring about good things in your life just by changing how you think. So what do you tell people that don't believe the hype of that or think that it's impossible to really manifest something into your life that you want? Again, I think when you understand the quantum realm, which is not something most people read up on, but right. <laughs> there are certain principles. Like one of my core intentions is to bring that down to a very easy thing to understand some of the mm -hmm. core principles of the quantum realm, mm -hmm. because then we understand like the biggest fear that people have is like life is happening to me and I don't have control of it. And I don't know how I can do anything different. You know what I mean? It's very Absolutely. much the victim mentality. Like yeah. there's a frequency on the planet that is a victim mentality that tells us 
other people are more powerful. Other people mm-hmm. have say so. I can't, you know, I just have to like fit in where I can fit into other people's lives and worlds. And and that frequency, that victim mentality is mm-hmm. like, it, it is a pervasive energy on this planet. And It's overwhelming really be, too. It can be very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. And to break, you have to break free of that, like to have true freedom, right? Mm-hmm. And And it tells us, that we don't have the power to manifest. And so the beginning is to just start to see the victim mentality within each of us, right? And sometimes when you say the word victim, people like kind of cringe and go, I'm not a victim. Right. Let me tell you, it is so subtle in some people and so there. So you mm-hmm. got to look for it, right? It's, right? it's in every one of us because it's in it's on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that. But to manifest, you're going to step out of that and understand the quantum realm, which is that what we direct our energy towards in the form of thought and feeling is going to cause us to take an action and it's going to create a new reality. So let me Mm -hmm. give you an example of this. Okay. Let's say I want to start a business Mm -hmm. and I'm like thinking about the business. I'm I'm coming up with the logo and the name and it's like thoughts, imagine like a big tree and every branch and every leaf is a thought I'm having Mm -hmm. about this business. Mm -hmm. It started with a stump. I built the stump and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do this. I could do this. I could go here. I could build this. And I'm thinking about it all the time. And I'm yeah. building this thought tree. Then I'm getting excited about it. So I'm, I'm pairing the thought with the feeling. I'm, I'm like, yes, I can pick a location. It's going to be awesome. And if I have enough thoughts about this location and enough excitement about the business, I'm going to take an action, meaning I'm going to go start looking for locations, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to find one and I'm going to sign a lease. And all of a sudden, I've got the beginnings of this business. I have a location for my business. Right. Every single thing on the planet is built this way. It's manifested through the form of thought and through the form of feeling. Now, here's where it gets interesting is it's the same thing that manifests everything. So let's say I'm struggling with my weight, Mm -hmm. right? And I feel like I can't lose weight. And if my thoughts are, I'm fat, I feel awful, I can't lose weight, I feel horrible in my body, and then I couple that with a feeling of, I'm depressed, I just feel like mm. this is never going to change, then I'm going to take an action like, oh, well, I'll just go eat the cheeseburger fries and have a couple shakes because this is never going to happen for you me. You feel defeated. You feel I defeated. I feel defeated. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I manifest more of that reality. Right. 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 So literally, there's nothing like woo-woo or magical about manifestation. It is what are you thinking about the most hours of the day? And mm-hmm. what are the feelings behind those thoughts? Mm. And how are those things driving you into action? Right. Because our reality is created truly by us. So for instance, talking about the victim mentality, if we're mm-hmm. just feeling like the victim every day, then we're just going to see on our reality movie screen more victimhood, right? Where right. if we start right. thinking about something different then on our reality movie screen called our life, something else will show up. And this Mm -hmm. is not because people are skilled at this or not skilled at this. This is part of quantum science. It means Mm -hmm. it's a principle of the law of the universe. Mm. Like, so people need to understand it's not that some people can manifest and other people can't. Right. It's just knowing the practical steps about how Mm -hmm. to do it. It's interesting that that simple switch can change everything in your life. I, a friend told me a, a phrase, because uh, I'm very much a believer in that, that your mindset brings about the positive things in your life. But I've, I've stuck by this phrase for a very long time. And it's what you talk about and what you think about is what you bring about. Exactly. And that, is, that has stayed with me 
since high school, honestly. And it's so true. <laughs> it's it scary so how true. true it is. It really is. Cause like, like I said, I just had um, a baby and I'm very blessed that I didn't go through postpartum depression, but it is one of those things where it's like, Ugh, I'm never going to lose the baby weight. Like I'm just going to go eat the ice cream. And it's like, no, because if, if I keep having that mindset, then I'm just going to keep eating ice cream. Then I'm really never going to lose the baby weight. And it can just, it's just going to become a domino effect with feelings. And I don't yeah. think people realize that you really are in control uh, of what happens in your life. You are. And once you start to like have evidence of that, meaning yeah. you start manifesting, like you realize this is only what I've created, right? right? Like right. everything that I'm experiencing in, I am like, I'm magical, right? Like mm-hmm. I am creating this. And so you just have to start playing with it, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have to start. And one of the things I'll give you a quick tool or everybody listening, a quick tool. Um, one of the ways to start tracking this and getting aware of this is if you write down a piece of paper or you can look online, sometimes people have these and they have like 15 minute trackers where every Mm -hmm. 15 minutes there's like a box you fill in Mm -hmm. and you just take like, let's say four hours of a day or two hours of a day when you're sitting there working or doing something. And every 15 minutes you set an alarm and you stop and you write down what you're thinking. Like you just Mm. go, okay, what am I thinking right now? And you write it down. What this does, if you did it for an entire day, it'd be awesome. But what it does is it shows you what you're manifesting. Like, right. where were my thoughts every 15 minutes today? And you get, you become very acutely aware of how much your thoughts are negative mm-hmm. and how much you're not thinking about what you want to create, but instead thinking about the things you don't like in your life. Wow. And you have to really turn that over, but it's a great beginning tool to just get that aware. Is. That's fantastic. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Cause I think that's a really, really good thing to do, especially during this time. Cause I think people's thoughts, like I said, are probably way more negative with, with reason, you know, I mean, it's hard for people, especially if you live alone to be, feel isolated. You can't be around friends and family. I get so frustrated that so many people in my life haven't been able to meet my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. but, and her whole life is FaceTime and zoom at this point, but I'm trying to just focus on the positive. Like I have her, you know, she's here. My husband and I are be able, the great thing is, you know, my husband has been working from home, typically he would only be able to see her in the mornings or at evenings. So I consider that a huge blessing that he's actually been able to see her grow these last few months. Um, So what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned about yourself when you shifted from being in real estate and, you know, having success, quote unquote, going into this type of work in this lifestyle? What's one of the most important things you've learned? That you can, like, I learned for myself that I can apply myself to anything and Mm -hmm. create anything. So you know, when I left real estate, and I think a lot of people will make transitions like this, where it's very like, it doesn't seem logical, right? Like it Mm -hmm. didn't seem logical for me to go to real estate to being an intuitive healer. Mm -hmm. And, and that really anything is possible. If it's your heart's desire, if it's Mm -hmm. something you truly, truly want in your heart, like you wouldn't want it. Like, I don't want to be a basketball player. Right. 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 I'm I'm five foot one and a half. So they probably (laughs) wouldn't have me, Um, but I have no desire to do that. Right. Like sometimes we think like, Oh, I desire something, but it can't happen. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you desire it, it's in your realm of possibility. There's a lot you don't desire. Mm -hmm. Right. And so don't discount what you truly in your heart desire. And sometimes I tell people, go back to your childhood. Like, what did you love to do? What were you good at? What did you naturally gravitate towards? Yeah. Yeah. Because these are things that like are part of who you are before the world teaches you to stop being who you are. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. if you can reconnect with those like seeds of like purity, right. Of who you really were back then, sometimes it awakens who you are now that you forgot that you are. And so for me, it taught me I can create and build anything 
that is in my heart's desire. So I always check in every day for like, why do I want this, right? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it my ego that wants it? Is it something that really feels like soul-directed? And if it's soul-directed, I don't even question whether I can have that. Like, I don't even, I just know so wholeheartedly that I can have anything that's in my truest heart's desire. That's full alignment. Mm-hmm. Like, I am in my truth. I want this from the purity of my heart. And all I need to do is apply the simple steps of thoughts, feelings, it'll inspire action and it will change my reality. Like I don't, I don't complicate it. I don't go beyond that. Mm -hmm. Right. I only focus on the things that I want to manifest. And Mm -hmm. I use those simple steps that I shared with everybody and it just starts to pick up steam and eventually it starts to draw people into it. Right. Right. People get inspired by that and they start wanting to come to help you create what you want. And it all starts with your thoughts. I think the biggest struggle for a lot of people is that like, for example, when I try to meditate, my mind, I can probably do it for three minutes maybe. And then yeah. my mind just goes like, oh, did I forget to do this? Or do I have to do this? Oh, wait. And then it just goes, it's, it's, it's this domino effect of thoughts, right? So when it comes to thinking positively, how are you able to just turn off all of that negative? Because I mean, it seems like it's a gift that you have, but I, it, it may be more difficult for some people. So to my listeners, I'm curious, how would you explain to them to be able to do that? Yeah. You want to know the biggest thing to changing anything in your life? Like the one thing that people struggle with the most is not even themselves. And they don't realize this. They think they're struggling with themselves. They're struggling with their environment and the people they love the most. Mm. That's what All they're struggling the distractions. With. Yeah. Because here's <laughs> the thing we attract into our life. Like, let's say we've been thinking negatively. We then attract people into our life, be it our family members, the people we love, even acquaintances who are of like kind to that energy, right? Cooler talk, you stand there, you complain about life together. And there's a bond that people create about complaining together, right? We're not being happy together. And you know, what's fascinating is like, and people that have like immediate meteoric success, they have this experience where they were living in this world and all of a sudden they did something and they got really successful overnight and their friends don't like them anymore or their Mm -hmm. friends are jealous of them or they say mean things about them. And all of a sudden you realize like, like I was sharing a reality with these people and then all of a sudden my reality drastically changed and therefore there's no connection there anymore, right? Right. Like you don't see life eye to eye. And it's really weird. And, And through my Um, own spiritual awakening, there were many people that left my life, Mm. like in different ways, like either me just pulling away or them pulling away because there was no more energetic connection there, right? Like I was changing so rapidly that, that while there was love, like, and I still cared about them as people, like I didn't feel the need to pick up the phone and talk to them. Right. And so one of the reasons that we have such a hard time breaking out of our patterns is that everywhere we turn, there's the pattern through Mm. somebody else right? Someone else is saying, oh, you can't do this, or I I don't believe in myself, so why should you believe in yourself? Like all of these things that are constantly inundated. Funny enough, when we are left alone, we actually can change really quickly. Like if you Hmm. were to have nobody in your life, right? Like which nobody wants. (laughs) If you have nobody in your life, you would be able to shift your thoughts, right? And so I give people tools like things like listening to podcasts are a great way to stay dialed into positive information. If you're listening, let's say three hours a day, just have it on the background, 
your, your consciousness is taking in that positive information. If you're listening to something positive, if you're listening to like conscious music or, you know what I mean? Music that feels uplifting, that's right. a frequency of information that is good. So mm -hmm. the trick is if you have people in your life that you have been complain buddies with, or you have people in your life that are the person that you go to with a new idea and they go, that'll never work. Mm. You, you can't do that. Like they just constantly put things down. You want to minimize your exposure to that person, even if you love them a lot. Like right. even if they're your mom or your dad or your brother <laughs> or your sister, right? right like sometimes right. those are the toughest relationships. You want to do, I'll give them, I'll give you a quick tip for about pattern interrupting. You want to do things like if that person calls and they start complaining, you want to say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I have to go. Like I'll call you right back. And what you're doing is typically the way we handle it is we say, stop being negative. Don't talk to me like right. that. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. And that is an argument, right? Right. Right. And instead of that, you want to just go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I have to go. And you just hang up and you say, I'll call you back later. What you're doing in that moment is you're breaking the patterning. Mm -hmm. You're stopping that pattern and you're interrupting it. Mm -hmm. And then if you call them back right later, you might have a different interaction, right? right. It's like that right. time has passed and the interaction might be different, but this is important for you to start not being the person that people can complain with, yeah. right? Because that yeah. alone will start to change your energy. And for you can sure. do it by doing the pattern interrupt. You can also do it by, if someone starts complaining, just being like, oh my gosh, I got to tell you something that happened to me and just change gears change, yeah, and tell them, a, tell them a funny story or a happy yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and they'll usually just kind of follow you down that road. Right. You know, in giving those examples, I, I keep thinking of the phrase energy vampires. Yes. And they just suck all the energy out yes. of you when it's always just a negative thing. Because I think we've all had people in our lives like that where no matter what the situation, and it's also, I've had the experience where I felt like I couldn't share something positive that happened in my life yes. because there were so many negative things happening in their life. So then you're taking away your own positivity and you feel like you can't even celebrate and have joy because it's going to affect this other person. So being, you know, the person in the kind of heart that I have, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I shouldn't be excited about this because they're not in a good place and they're not happy. And it's unfortunate that we as people do feel that we are not allowed to have those moments because other people aren't having them as well. I write about this. I have a book called The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. And mm -hmm. I write about something called frequency gaps. And it's what mm -hmm. you're talking about. It's about how we, we have a natural like desire to resonate with the people around us. If that means we need to, to lessen ourselves, right? We will yeah. to, to, to not have that gap be present. Right. And so Another thing that keeps us in a certain reality. And so in the book, I go into how to handle these frequency gaps and how to move through them so that you can continue to grow. But it's a really important point in our relationship with other people. Mm -hmm. We will sacrifice ourselves yeah. to make other people feel comfortable. Yeah. Because you, you, don't want to feel or, or come across as being pretentious or, or narcissistic in any way. But I, I what I learned, and, and my mother is, I, I, God bless her, she's an incredible woman, huge part of my life still. We're very, very close. She's taught me, you have to be proud of the things that you accomplish, yes. no matter who's around you. So I'm very grateful to her for, for sharing that with me. And I, I love hearing the things that you're saying because it is hard sometimes. It really is because you don't want to make other people feel bad, especially if they're not at a place where, where you are, you know, in, in things that I've accomplished and any form of success I've had, I do now have a small group of people that I know I can share things with. And I Yay. know that we, we uplift each other and we're happy for each other's successes, but it took a long time to kind of peel 
you know, off of those, <laughs> the layers of the other people, because I was holding on to their sadness and, you know, um, being an empath, I guess, is what, what they would say is you, you hold on to their energy and you hold on to yeah. their feelings. You said something on your website that I, I want to bring up that I really, really love. You said that a lot of people told you you were too much for a while and that you realized that your two-ness is, is, is a positive part of you. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I've never heard that before. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool to say it that way. That's great. Yeah, throughout life, I mean, we get told we're too sensitive or too this or too that. Like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, whether it's from your family or kids at school or whatever. And so for much of my life, like I, I'm a very deep, deep person. And like mm-hmm. people would gravitate towards me and tell me secrets about their life and deep things about their life. And they would say, I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I would think, I don't really know either, but people yeah. just do this with me. <laughs> right, um, right. But I never was able to do well with like, acquaintance relationships like always had very deep relationships yeah but but throughout my life people would say like why do you have to go so deep you're so deep like everything you say is you know and I just for me it was like I'm just being me like I don't even know how to not do this right Mm -hmm. and so now like with the work that I do I see that that is exactly what causes the change in people's life like my ability to create a safe space for people to really go deep themselves and the way that I can meet them at whatever depths that they're at is how a lot of really positive change happens in every area of their life. And so that is my superpower, right? Right. And for much of my life, I didn't see it that way. I saw it as something that was bad or that I should try to change or make different. Although I had no idea how to do that because Mm -hmm. I was just being me. And Mm -hmm. so I think many times in life, you know, the thing that stands out about us gets made fun of, or the thing Mm. that stands out about us gets put down by other people because it threatens the way they see the world or, or who they are, right? Like if Mm -hmm. somebody feels like they're more surface level, they might be like, you're too deep because they feel like maybe I should be deeper. Right. Right. And they don't know how to do that. And so they just know how to put it down. And so this happens in many ways in everybody's life. And I think when we start looking at all of those things that have seemed like the areas that we should change, and we start seeing them through another lens, which is maybe this is my zone of genius. Yeah. And yeah. how can I use this zone of genius in my life? That's when I feel like something really turns on for people. It's like mm-hmm. using those things instead of trying to shame them and, ho- and hide them. Right. Like, why not just be them and see right. where that takes you? Yeah. In, in your work and in helping people and in meeting different people of different walks of life, have you ever had any epiphanies about yourself through somebody else's experience? All the time, mm. all the time. And it's fascinating because um, the way that, again, the way that, that quantum physics works is like, you know, sometimes people come to me and like I said, what they're coming to me for is not what they're really coming to me for. Like, so right. I'm being shown like what the deeper work is that maybe they haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And many times it's also reflections of certain things that I've been through in my life mm-hmm. um, and gotten to the other side of. And it's like, a, it's literally like the mirror image of that in some yeah. ways. So, and then sometimes like I will have a thought about something or um, an awareness about something, and then people will come about that topic. So like I have a pre kind of cognition, yeah, which is interesting, or awareness, and then there'll be like three people that show up just naturally, right? Like just reach out to me through different channels and say, hey, I want to work with you. And it's like, I got the information prior to them coming. So there's always this interplay um, going on. And I'm learning 
I learn more too about my gift and the quantum mm -hmm. realm through watching it at work in the lives of other people. So gotcha. watching how it expands their life and what happens and it's, we're always all learning. So yeah, it's, it's a beautiful interplay. Absolutely. So you're a wife, you're a mom, you're an intuitive healer and you've, you've accomplished quite a bit. Is there anything in your life that you're like, you know what, I'm going to manifest this to happen because this is what I want next. Oh, you know, one of the things that I have, that's probably been the biggest challenge in doing what I do. Um, this is true for a lot of healers, like inside scoop time, um, <laughs> is that, you know, for many past generations and lives, like people who were seers were killed for that. Um, mm. and, and, and locked up for that. And a lot of persecution of being able to see things. And so when my gift started to come online, there was a lot of like strange fears about it in being vocal about some of the things that I was seeing. And it didn't feel like exactly logical. You know, sometimes those old fears are like, you know, just part of your lineage, like yeah. part of your soul memory and not even of this lifetime, but just almost fears of safety like yeah. around it. And right. so that has been something I have had to work on the most mm -hmm. um, in, in being able to share this gift. Like, um, you know, at first I was only wanting to talk to people one-on-one -on -one and that felt safe. And then, you know, I started doing group programs and got feeling safe with that, but, right. um, but it's interesting. And so probably the thing I will probably always be working on myself is just, um, having the truth come through and then feeling comfortable sharing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like my own personality saying, you know, this isn't just for me, this is for other people to know this. Like sometimes I see things that, and, and my personality says, I don't know if people can handle that. Right. Mm. Like, I don't know if I should say this, like, right, right. should I say this publicly and where should I say it? And, and I have these considerations as Shauna about them. And what I've learned is that if it's coming to you, it's not coming to you just for you. Like it's coming to you as a vehicle to share it. And my job and where my work is, is to be courageous with that. Yeah. I love that. So before we wrap up, um, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about your book and where my listeners can find it as well. Yeah. So I wrote the book, The Soul Frequency, for a couple reasons. One, to share what deep transformation looks like. So I share a lot of my personal journey of transformation throughout the book um, and how, what stages I was in and what I was experiencing so that we mm -hmm. can understand, you know, the things that we go through. I think sometimes when we're changing our life in different ways, there are points that we get to where we want to run the other way. Right. And <laughs> right. And it helps to know that where you are in the process, like, oh, you're supposed to be feeling this way and yeah. it's going to get better. And so that's right. why I wrote the book is kind of to be the hand to hold, mm -hmm. to understand what it's going to look like after the tough stuff, right? right. Or after right. the challenges right. and, and how to really expand into that. And so that was the intention of the book. And you can get it at Amazon or Barnes and Noble, any of the retailers um, have the book. That's great. And I think that that's really reassuring because I think people need to realize it's not an overnight process. No. It's, it's, you know, there's several steps and it's going to take time to get into this positive mindset and being able to manifest things for yourself. So I love that you kind of meet people where they're at and then help them grow in that way. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for the work that you do. And can you let my listeners know where they can follow you and how they can find out more about what you do? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Soul Frequency, S-O-U-L Frequency.com is our home hub. There's a blog and we also host a podcast called The Soul Frequency Show. Um, I do, if you're interested in the coaching, I do do these little five to 10 minute coaching bits on the show. So I would start there. They're called sessions and they have some really good information. Um, and then also I'm on Instagram at The Soul Frequency. Very cool. Thank you so much for joining me. I already feel positive, even more positive, just speaking to you for that little bit. It was great. Great. And thank you so much to the listeners. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to We Need to Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Need to Talk the Podcast and Twitter at underscore We Need to Talk underscore. 